0: I meet with my spiritual director every two to three months. And as happens with spiritual directors, I just started spilling about where I am at this point in Lent. I had every intention of keeping my Lenten discipline, of abstaining from ice cream. And I only did that because I had Bluebell ice cream every, I, I have, every single night since the pandemic started in March of 2020. Praise God for ice cream. It has kept me going. And, and, and we could have a sermon about how the church shouldn't tie dietary abstention from spiritual discipline, um, but that's for another time. I was so organized, everyone. I just want you to know how holy and devout I am. I was so organized about my discipline that I even stopped buying ice cream at the end of February so I'd be prepared for Ash Wednesday. Not only was I earnest, but I had a plan. What I missed, however, is that I was scheduled to have a wisdom tooth extraction five days after Ash Wednesday. And if you've ever had your wisdom teeth out before, you know that one of the easiest and most recommended soft foods one can eat in recovery is, you guessed it, ice cream. And so not only did I break my Lenten discipline, but I broke it on doctor's orders. After recounting this story to my spiritual director, he just laughed and laughed and laughed. The fourth Sunday in Lent has long been referred to as Latare Sunday, coming from the old line in Latin for the Latin students here, from the prophet Isaiah that was sung in the medieval church on Lent four. Latare Jerusalem. Rejoice, O Jerusalem, rejoice. If the joy of Easter, the joy found in death and resurrection, are ever lost, ever lost, if our perspective on that is ever lost in our attempts at discipline and self-denial, we ourselves are unfortunately diluted in our perspectives on the spiritual life, the Christian life, the baptized life, the disciplined life, the life that follows Jesus. A person gives up, if you will, something in Lent in order to have that time, that money, or that energy that they put into that thing that they're giving up repackaged, reprioritized and reshaped in the light of Jesus, in a new light. And this is a bold statement I'm about to make, but it's wilderness and I can make bold statements. If your Christian practice, your spiritual practice does not ultimately lead to joy, what exactly are you doing? what exactly am I doing? In her book, which I highly recommend to all of you, this here flesh, Cole Arthur Riley says the following regarding joy. Quote, joy which once felt as frivolous as love to me has become a central virtue in my spirituality, End quote. A joyless, dour, sour, dirge-like articulation of Christianity has never appealed to anyone, especially not even to those who practice it. This, though, does not necessarily lead us to practice what some call spiritual bypassing. And we see that a lot in our culture's self-help cottage industry, which is a multi-billion dollar industry. Spiritual bypassing, which is a phenomenon when someone's spiritual worldview is so incredibly spiritual and otherworldly that they cannot bring themselves to face the reality of that which is right in front of them. Spiritual bypassing. So when we call for joy, in the Christian life. We're not calling for um, an aversion to suffering or an aversion to reality. We're calling for a full embodied engagement in everything that we experience. So not spiritual bypassing. Or as Dr. King is known to have said, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. In short, the ability to be humble and humorous, even while facing seemingly insurmountable challenges, and isn't our world filled with seemingly insurmountable challenges today? Ukraine, violence abroad, violence at home, mental health crises across age and class and race, a widening gap in income and wealth across households. The challenges seem insurmountable, but when we're able to be humble and we're able to be humorous and we're able to find joy in the face of these challenges, the ability to laugh at ourselves, the ability appropriately to laugh at the world around us and for that laughter to lead us to prayer, that may be one of the greatest gifts of joy that this season holds for us. Amen.